3: KFI AM 640 Los Angeles, Orange County.
4: And KOST HD2. It's
3: 5 a.m. What did you miss?
4: It's time for Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones-Lee.
1: Hello, Friday. Where you been all my life? It's KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to a weekend... Finally. Here's some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Do you see this? A new policy will require weekly COVID-19 testing now for students and employees in the LA public school system. Gee, I can't imagine there's gonna be pushback on that. An internal report by the CDC says the Delta variant spreads as easily as chickenpox. 505 will be talking with ABC's Karen Travers. President Biden unveiled new measures yesterday designed to boost COVID-19 vaccination rates. Now, the president even suggested local governments should offer incentives of their own, suggesting states should pay people to get the shot using money from the American Rescue Plan. Again, I'm guessing there's going to be some pushback on that. And the Navy sailor has been charged with starting a huge fire on a warship in San Diego last summer. Also coming up, we've got a special piece from KFI's Chris Carlo. And the reason that this one's super important today is because it's Chris's last story on KFI. You know he's leaving us. He's headed up north. And, uh, yeah, this will be the last one. So he's got a story about LADWP storing up a bunch of water and power. Okay, so hand it over. That story's coming up at 520. Right now, though, let's start with some of these stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. A new policy will require weekly COVID-19 testing for students and employees in the LA public school system. The district says the testing will be required for everyone who returns for in-person learning next month. This is whether a person is fully vaccinated or not, and the mandatory testing will start next Monday. LA County Health Director Barbara Ferrer says the quickly spreading Delta variant has led to a 740% increase in COVID-19 infections this last month.
4: Infected people may now spread up to a 1,000 times more virus particles with every cough, sneeze, or shout than they did a year ago.
1: Frere says nearly a 1,000 people in L.A. County are currently in the hospital because of COVID, and most of them are unvaccinated. There were more than 3,200 new COVID cases yesterday, which is the highest daily number since February. An internal report by the CDC says the Delta variant spreads as easily as chickenpox, and is being spread by vaccinated people as much as unvaccinated people. Dean of the Brown University School of Public Health, Dr. Ashish Jha says it confirms what health experts suspect, that the Delta variant is extremely contagious.
5: We really have to take this virus a lot more seriously uh, than we suspected we did even a few weeks ago.
1: He says the CDC will release more data today. A federal ban on evictions that was put in place because of the pandemic is set to end tomorrow. ABC's Andy Field says the CDC has said that ban will not be extended, even though President Biden is pushing for it.
2: But the Supreme Court ruled the president cannot do that alone, that Congress must extend the eviction moratorium. In the meantime, there's billions in assistance for people who can't afford the monthly rent.
1: Field says a U.S. Census Bureau survey shows more than 3 million people may face eviction over the next two months. Prosecutors say they will file criminal charges against PG&E over its role in the Northern California wildfire last year that killed four people and destroyed hundreds of homes. Investigators say the fire started when a tree hit a PG&E power line. The utility company also says its equipment might have started a fire that's now burning in Butte County. That one's grown to more than 220,000 acres and is 23% contained. Well, a wildfire water tank high in the dry hills of your Belinda can reload helitankers with thousands of gallons of water in a few seconds. Now, that's a heli hydrant.
0: When the next fire comes, I don't think it's going to stand a chance. OCFA
6: Assistant Chief Phil Johnson says the heli
0: hydrant allows crews to reload without flying to far away water sources. The freeway fire, November 2008, burned 30,000 acres. And it took 187 homes. He
6: says, but Yorba Belinda's first automatically refilling remote-controlled Helihydrant helped. And the Blue
0: Ridge fire, which burned in the same area of last year, was about 13,500 acres. And instead of the fire consuming 187 homes,
6: it only consumed one. In the hills of Yorba Linda, Corbin Carson, KFI News.
1: When we come back, we'll talk with ABC's Karen Travers about how the president plans to incentivize people to get the COVID-19 vaccine. 506 on your wake-up call, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Now, happy Friday to you, Karen Travers. Hey, yeah.
4: Happy
1: Friday. So let's start with the president's plan. He's got a whole bunch of different measures that Mm -hmm. he hopes will boost the COVID-19 vaccination rates. Let's start what he's doing with what he's doing with the federal government first.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday, this was the expected announcement from the, pe- the president that all federal government employees and on-site contractors must show they're vaccinated against COVID-19. If they don't show proof, they'll be required to wear a mask, do social distancing in the office and undergo weekly or twice weekly testing. They also could have restrictions on official work travel. Now, this is important because the federal government is the largest employer in the country we're talking about millions of people here and notably members of the military are also included in this new policy that requires people to show proof this is not a mandate and the government the white house yesterday was making that very clear this is not requiring vaccines or else you can't come to work or requiring a vaccine or else you're fired but On the issue of the military, that is something that they're exploring. The president said yesterday he's asking the Defense Department to look into how and when the COVID-19 vaccine will be added to the list of required vaccinations for active duty military. We've heard from the Defense Secretary that he's not comfortable doing that before it has full FDA approval since that is coming this is likely something that will be happening on a pretty quick timeline in the next couple of months.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine that they kind of just gear up for it. Now, honestly, mm-hmm. I was surprised that it wasn't on there yet. But you're right, until it got the yeah. full FDA approval, I felt like that probably was sort of the stopping point. Now, mm-hmm. when it comes to the president's other idea of having local mm-hmm. governments incentivize people getting shots and giving them maybe, say, $100 that could have been yeah. coming from the funding of the American Rescue Plan, I thought, oh, mm-hmm. they're going to be, be, be people that that buck that because they'll say, are you kidding? You're going to put that money to, you know, give it to people who wouldn't get the shot in the first place here. I thought I did everything right. And that money's not coming Mm -hmm. to me or my business. I could just see the writing on the wall.
4: Absolutely. The reaction was pretty quick yesterday when this was tucked into the press release from the White House and the president talked about that Uh, reaction yesterday. So this is money that he says states, territories and local governments can use from that COVID relief funding to offer $100 to people who are now getting vaccinated. And the president says he knows that this sounds unfair to people who've been vaccinated already. But he said, basically, we got to do what we have to do. He says, if, if incentives help us beat this virus, we should use them. We all benefit if we can get more people vaccinated.
1: And I can understand that argument. I think most people can that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's right. We do all benefit when everybody gets vaccinated. However, you're still it's going to be very hard to turn the tide of people who say barely are Mm -hmm. still hanging on to their business, who are saying, oh, my God, I've been waiting for every cent that I can get. And you're kidding me. This is you're going to give this money to people who wouldn't go along and wouldn't help us get past this. Mm -hmm. And now that's not coming to me.
4: Yeah. And, you know, I think it was also notable that this is money that's already gone out, federal money that's gone to states and local governments. And the president was essentially saying, now you guys decide if you're going to do this. (laughs) So if there's any backlash, (laughs) uh, it's really to the local and state governments who are the ones actually giving the money out or deciding to give the money out. This won't be like the stimulus checks that are coming uh, you know, directly from the federal government. So here's your money, states and local governments. And now you guys decide if you're going to pay 100 bucks to everybody who's now getting vaccinated.
1: Oh, you know who I can't wait to see what his decision is then? Is Governor Newsom Mm -hmm. facing that recall election? Ooh, you walk that fine line and see how voters take your decision.
4: We will be keeping the Google alert on to see (laughs) when he does put out something on that. Absolutely. All
1: right, Karen, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks, you too. Thanks. See you later. ABC's Karen Travers. All right. I, I, you know what? I 100% get that argument. You are a business owner. You have been hanging like a cat on the back of the couch getting through this pandemic. And let's say you made it. But you think that, I don't care if it's $100. I don't care if it's $200. That might keep your lights on for a few days, right? And you're thinking that money is going to go to the holdouts who are kind of messing with your business anyway, because now there's mask mandates back again and you're going to have to deal with that. And oh, boy. Oh, boy. I could I would be pissed. I would be, too. And it's (laughs) and let's just say I'm not even the business owner. I'm the guy who got my vaccine in March. Nobody paid me a hundred bucks. Nobody paid my hundred my husband a hundred bucks what, so now, now, everybody who's held out now they get a hundred bucks. Where's my hundred bucks, even if you just come from an equality standpoint i i I, I, I think that's the silliest thing I have ever heard, and is a hundred bucks for those people who were on the fence enough to get them to go get the vaccination? I don't think so. Let's look at that side of it too..
2: Ugh
1: a mess. All right. The Navy says a sailor has been charged with starting a huge fire on a warship in San Diego last summer. Military officials say the amphibious assault ship burned for days and nearly 60 people were hurt. The sailor was a member of the crew at the time. The lead attorney for Robert Durst has asked a judge to put a stop to the murder trial and grant an emergency motion for a mistrial. The lawyer says Durst is too sick to continue, but the deputy DA says it's clear Durst wants a mistrial any way he can get it. Durst is charged with murdering his friend Susan Berman in L.A. in 2000. The trial is set to resume on Tuesday. Mayor Garcetti says the city grant program will give 500 community college students in L.A. the money to pay for DACA's application fee. A federal judge ruled a weeks ago that the DACA program can't approve any new applications, but it can, can still accept them. Garcetti says the grant program is meant to support potential dreamers and give them the chance to stay in L.A. Well, a historic bill focused on getting homeless people off the streets and into jobs has been signed by the governor.
2: Tony Jolly with Hot and Cool Cafe in Lamert Park says he recently spotted a woman outside who was always kind and brought her into the cafe.
0: She didn't know I was giving her an interview because I needed help with my calendar, and um, I gave her a job the bill aims to give tax credits to businesses impacted by the pandemic who are hiring the homeless employers can receive a tax credit between $2,500 and $10,000 per homeless person hired Claudette Stefanian
1: KFI news okay that's pretty cool you got a homeless person on your street that's out there a lot and you see the good in them and you take it upon yourself to go out there chat that person up And while you're chatting them up, you're interviewing them? Yeah, You are a better person than I am, sir. That's amazing. Good for you. A bill that aims to help businesses and the homeless has been signed by the governor, as Claudette just mentioned. And uh, to qualify, an employer will need to meet the criteria, which includes wages that support a family. The Justice Department is forming a task force to address threats against election workers. The department says there's been an increase in violent threats since the presidential election last year. A study by the Brennan Center for Justice has found that nearly one in three election workers say they feel unsafe in their jobs. Well, the first person convicted under Hong Kong's controversial national security law has been sentenced to nine years in prison. ABC's Britt Clenet says the man was convicted by a panel of three judges. 24-year-old Tong Ying Kit avoiding the maximum penalty of life. The former waiter had been found guilty of terrorism and inciting secession for driving a motorbike into a group of police officers. China objected to a flag that Tong was carrying. It said the flag constituted a call for secession from China. A study says about one in five flight attendants has seen some type of physical interaction between an airline worker and an unruly passenger this year. The Association of Flight Attendants says there's been more than 3,600 reported cases of unruly passengers since the start of the year. The union says it wants dangerous passengers to face criminal prosecution instead of just fines.
3: Warning. Warning. Olympic
0: Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert.
1: Well, top-ranked Novak Djokovic has been bounced out of the Olympic tennis competition. He lost in three sets in the semifinals to Germany's player. The Joker was trying to become the first man to win all four Grand Slam tournaments and Olympic gold in the same year. American BMX rider Connor Fields has crashed out of the Olympics. He was in fourth place when he slammed into the track and was run over by other riders in the semifinals. And American swimmer Ryan Murphy has brought up doping concerns at the Olympics. After losing to Russian swimmers in two races in Tokyo, Murphy says doping is a huge problem in the sport and he can't say for sure that all the races are clean.
3: I can't answer that question. I don't know if it was 100% clean and, and that's because of things that have happened over the past.
1: Murphy won a silver medal in this morning's men's 200-meter breaststroke final. He says he's not accusing his competitors of doping. We'll talk more about the Olympics coming up at 5.50 live from Tokyo with ABC's Jim Ryan. All right, when we come back, I got a whole bunch of stuff to do. We've got Aaron Katursky with this crazy story of a billionaire. He was the founder of Nikola, and he's been charged with duping his investors to get behind this electric truck that was supposed to rival Tesla. This truck apparently didn't drive, as in it didn't work. It didn't drive. And not only that, but it needed tape to hold it together when it went up hills. You know, thank you. Also, we'll take a look at a couple of stories in business news and Tyler Whitman, our new board op, he needs some help. Remember when I told you that Tyler was going to come up with a new Twitter handle so that you guys could all email him? Well, he's having some trouble coming up with something clever So we need your help. And we'll chat with Tyler and I'll tell you how you can send in your suggestions in just a few minutes. Nick Pagliocchini, I feel like you are the creative one on our crew this morning. So you also be thinking about what could Tyler's Twitter handle be?
3: Oh, you better believe it. Trust me. Knowing Tyler, I will definitely come up with some creative options.
1: Okay,
2: Good, good. Good. (laughs)
1: KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app on your Friday morning. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee and some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. A new policy will require weekly COVID-19 testing for students and employees in the LA public school system. The district says the testing will be required for everyone who returns for in-person learning next month, whether a person is fully vaccinated or not. And the lead attorney for Robert Durst has asked a judge to put a stop to the murder trial and grant an emergency motion for a mistrial. The lawyer says Durst is too sick to continue. 535, it's our Friday chat with the house whisperer, Dean Sharp. And Dean's going to let us in on what you need to do to protect your project. The planning that needs to go into it. That's a huge part of it. Right now, though, let me give you a chance to win some money.
3: KFI has your chance to win $1,000. Text the nationwide keyword FUN, F-U-N, to 200200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's FUN to 200200.
1: Don't forget, if you win, you get a call from a number you don't recognize. You know the drill. You've got to pick it up. Otherwise, they'll move on to the person who will pick up the phone and win your money. Your next chance to win comes at 720 with Wayne during Handel. Right now, let's say good morning to ABC's Aaron Katursky. This is the stuff movies are made of. You've got a billionaire with a electric truck puts out this flashy video about how awesome this truck is. And now that guy's been charged with duping investors to get behind a truck that didn't drive. Aaron, tell us more.
3: Yeah, the truck wasn't so great after all, was it? This was a uh... Uh, a guy named Trevor Milton, who was the billionaire founder of of Nikola, the first name of Nikola, Nikola Tesla, Tesla, kind of a, a bit of a rival, gives you a sense of the ambition that he had. Um, and and unlike Tesla, which focuses on cars, uh, Nikola was meant to revolutionize the trucking industry with. Two models in particular, a pickup truck called the Badger and this uh, long haul semi called Nicola One. And in December 2016, when Trevor Milton introduced Nicola One in this uh, flashy presentation, uh, he promised that it was a fully functioning truck. Turns out the only time it ever really drove was when they dragged it up a hill and pushed it down so they could film it for a commercial.
1: See, that's the craziest part. And please explain to people about the tape. The tape, the tape oh, that the, was needed for the door.
3: Oh, I mean, look—they—they they, no, nothing. It didn't even have, an, you know, a motor at that point. So the tape was the least of it, Jen. They—they uh, <laughs> they had to like plug in a, you know, plug it in to the wall in order to even power up the lights. Nothing that was promised was actually delivered there. And and when they introduced the Badger pickup, they promised that it was a revolutionary truck made entirely by Nikola from the ground up. What they failed to say was, or what Trevor Milton failed to say, was that uh, it was just a refurbished Ford F-150. So um, at every turn and in every aspect of the business, prosecutors said Nikola lied, uh, and and then when he tried to take the uh, the company public beginning in 2019 and over the course of 2020, he used a unique investment vehicle, not a not a traditional IPO, that uh, allowed him to continually just tout the the company and its accomplishments, and retail investors really started to to believe him, uh, and and a couple of people who had been. I don't know, down on their luck due to the pandemic, turned to trading to try to bolster their finances. They ended up losing tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, prosecutors said, because they believed the lies that Milton was telling. So he's charged with three counts of securities fraud. He pleaded not guilty. His lawyers say that he is innocent and that the government is criminalizing ordinary business conduct.
1: Um, I don't think most businesses would call this ordinary no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Well, as lawyers have a different view, but um, <laughs> you know, to, to, to hear prosecutors say, um, you know, that this is somebody just looking to enhance his stature as an entrepreneur, and this is another one of those companies, Jen, that you know, we, Theranos was another one, just just based on the sheer personality and gregariousness of, of an individual. Uh, in this case, the founder, Trevor Martin, Um, that's what did it for investors. The company never actually made anything or produced anything, or in some cases even had intention of of producing anything. There there was one part of the indictment that said Trevor Milton had boasted about billions of dollars worth of orders for a truck that Nikola hadn't produced and didn't intend to produce. So it, it, it does seem to have been something of a house of cards. Back in September of 2020, a uh, short-selling firm called Hindenburg Research, the aptly named Hindenburg Research, uh, pretty much called out Nikola as a fraud, and that really gave a roadmap to federal prosecutors and to the Securities and Exchange Commission to uh, to, to, to figure this out and bring these charges.
1: Unbelievable. All right, Aaron, thanks for bringing us the story. It's crazy. See you later. Have a good weekend. All right, well, the LADWP has been storing up a bunch of water and power.
6: Is that water or is that power? Yes. Yes. It's both. Castaic Power Plant Manager Jeff Burnow was looking down at Elderberry Lake from the roof of the plant, which sits just upstream from Lake Castaic. It's water that will eventually come out of the tap, but also...
3: We use the kinetic energy of falling water to produce the electricity that you go to to flip your switch and get your lights on, turn your television on.
6: LADWP's Robert Fick says when this plant was built in the late 60s and early 70s, it was designed for a different power dynamic to help bleed off excess power dumped onto the grid during low demand overnights. Now, it's a giant battery soaking up all the extra California sunshine.
5: Solar's coming online, ramping up. We're using that energy to, to pump up the hill. When, uh, well, typically we'll shut off mid mid afternoon and, and then we'll, we'll turn the units around and then they'll generate as solar and wind drops off. It's a bit like
6: that Greek myth of Sisyphus, right? Condemned to eternally roll a boulder up the hill only to see it tumble back down from the peak. Except here, solar and wind power are pushing the boulder up for the explicit purpose of rolling the boulder back downhill.
5: So, so now with, uh, you know, the, again, the proliferation of solar, we have oftentimes overgeneration during the day. And um, so, this is a perfect place to put it, Castaigne.
6: And Bernard says having that boulder at the top of the hill ready to roll puts LADWP in a place to call on extra electricity if something happens on the grid.
3: We can have our units on in under 15 minutes uh, from sitting dead still and be generating. 1250 megawatts
6: and Castaic one of the reasons LADWP is ready to spill extra energy back onto the larger grid to help stave off rolling blackouts.
3: That's one of the things that this facility is very good at.
6: This plant sits at a hinge point between the past and the future of power. It was built as an offshoot of the California Water Project, which brings water from Northern California down the Central Valley and up and over the San Gabriel's and back down into the L.A. Basin
3: to bring the water down that thousand foot net head drop. You need something to absorb that energy, and this uh, facility is uh, the perfect thing to do that.
6: And typically, there would already be retirement conversations about a piece of infrastructure this old.
2: But the value of this just continues to grow.
6: LADWP's Jason Rondeau says that growth is reflective of the needs of a 21st century power system that's adapting to the reality of man-made climate change.
2: If you look at all the storage, all of the solar, all of the wind, all the capacity that we have today, going out 15, 25 years, we're going to double that. That's gonna mean a total overhaul of all, all of our resources. And Castaic will be used more and more. This one really valuable asset is actually going to double in, in usage. That means more and more power. And, and that's what you're feeling is all the way
0: up through the entire building from the ground up, uh, you're you're feeling that vibration uh, resonate.
6: That vibration becomes an enveloping roar in the turbine room as waters pumped back up a thousand feet in elevation and through seven miles of tunnel back into Pyramid Lake. That's pumping right now. 200 minus 240 megawatts meaning taking 240 megawatts off the grid so it's taking electricity away from the overall grid why would it do that when you're over generating uh, solar if you don't you don't have a need for it you need to put it somewhere and so that's where pumping mode or
0: uh, storing it up at pyramid comes into play so pump mode pulls power
2: off of the grid
6: We're looking at sunshine, basically, right? I mean, that's what this is. This is sunshine turned into water.
2: There you go. Exactly. Yeah, it really is a a nexus of of water and power. It really just gets back to, you know, how amazing of an opportunity uh, we have and how blessed we are to have a resource like this.
6: It's a resource that Rondu says is strategic for the long-term goals of LA DWP. We're talking
2: about reaching 100% clean energy by 2035. If you just look less than a decade away, 2030, We'll be at 80% renewable energy, which is about 97% carbon-free. And
6: that will require a big investment in energy storage. This
2: allows us to get a really significant head start over the next several years uh, to really rapidly decarbonize.
6: It's a mission that's becoming more critical with every pound of carbon pumped into the atmosphere and raining back down in heat domes and wildfires and drought and hurricanes. At Castaic Power Plant, Chris Ancarlo, KFI News.
1: Very cool story. And Chris Ancarlo... This is his last day here at KFI. He's headed for greener northern pastures, I guess, if you will. Anyway, you have been a delight in my 30 years of radio. Honestly, you have been one of the best reporters I have ever encountered. So just congrats to you. Best of luck to you. And uh, I will be seeing you. You're not getting away from me that soon. All right. We come back. It's KFI's House Whisperer, Dean Sharp. And we're going to go over some of the things that you need to do when you're planning a project. This is almost project protection, if you will. So Dean's going to have that in a second. And also uh, I put Dean on the spot. I want him to weigh in on what I'm hoping you will weigh in on, which is what do we name Tyler's Twitter handle? Tyler needs a Twitter handle. Not that he's part of the wake up call team. And uh, we need your help. Nick Paliochini's agreed to put his uh, thinking cap on, Dean's putting his on, and uh, I need you. So, hit me up jjlkfi on Twitter. That's where I'll take your suggestions. And uh Tyler is our new board op, and maybe we'll get him to weigh in on a couple of things that he uh that he likes or a couple of things that are that are quintessential Tyler in just a second. Home, let me come home. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You heard him there, the man of the hour, Dean Sharp. Home with Dean, you can follow him on social media at Home with Dean. Or just listen to him tomorrow morning from 6 to 8 or 9 to 11 on Sunday. Or how about do all three? Follow him and listen both days. Hi, Dean. Good morning.
0: I like the sound of that.
1: Yeah, I'm saying all Dean all the time. Hey, (laughs) so since I just gave your Twitter handle out... Tyler, uh, what? Uh, I don't even know. A week and a half ago, we started talking about what Tyler's handle should be, so people can, you know, chat with him on Twitter. And he so far hasn't been able to come up with anything. Tyler, can you give people like a, a couple? What are your interests? What are the things you like?
3: So I love
0: baseball. Okay, uh, I'm a big Red Sox fan. Okay, um, I am we'll an unhealthy for that, video gamer. So when I'm not here, that's usually what I'm doing.
1: So sure, your wife I like, loves that. I like
0: Video game. She's a huge fan oh. of me not spending time with her. Yeah, who yeah. isn't? Yeah, who right. doesn't love that with mm-hmm. her husband? Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the uh, that really encompasses what my hobbies are. Okay.
1: Um, so, Dean, I'm asking you. I asked Nick earlier. Help us come up with this, and I'm asking all the Wake Up Call listeners on Twitter at jjlkfi. Send me what suggestions you would have for Twitter's uh, Tyler's Twitter handle to be.
0: All right, so I just jotted down three. Okay. I'm I, Admittedly, I think only one of these is a winner. Okay. Uh, Tyler's last name is Whitman. Yep. So, uh, which is also happens to be, uh, uh, you know, my, uh, my favorite American poet, Walt Whitman. So oh. this may be a little too personal to me, but, uh, you know, my first choice at Whitman, not Dean's favorite poet, but a really good guy. <laughs> a little long. It's a little long. It's wordy. I admit. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. wordy. All right, a little shorter because Tyler is now, you know, he's now overseeing, you know, the most important uh zone of radio in Southern California. Yes? Yes. Tyler, I'm the captain now. A little uh a little Captain Phillips vibe at oh. Tyler, I'm the captain now. But, but the one that I actually like the best because uh Tyler's got a great sense of humor. Very simple. At Tyler the Wit.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. A little play on his last name. Little At on Tyler his, the Wit. Oh, I'm kind of into that one too. Okay, I'm putting that one down as my, so far, my first favorite. There you go. Dean Sharp, how do we protect our projects? How do we make these go smoothly? Because I think a lot of times that we just go, I want my kitchen redone. And then boom, it's supposed to happen. And that's all that we kind of... Uh, that's all that we as the person who is envisioning the project that's as far as we go
0: yeah i have no idea it's really hopeless
1: <laughs> okay his handle is not at dean with the wit <laughs> at no. dean with the knowledge
0: <clears throat> so this sunday uh our topic is how to help a prob- uh, project go smoothly no matter what uh, you're engaged in there are some general uh, ideas that uh, if you if you step out and plan ahead in these ways it will and it's not a guarantee that's why i actually said and uh, we're not naming it how to make a project go smoothly cuz you never know you just never know but uh, can you put some things in place that will help it go smoothly absolutely and sometimes they make all the difference in the world Uh, There's a number of different categories here. One of the things that I like to say right up front at the top of the list is remember that your uh, builder is not your designer and that you really should have a designer involved. One of the reasons why is number one, what I preach all the time, design matters most. Number two, your builder wasn't trained as a designer. It's not a slight on builders in any way, shape, or form. I've been a builder for a very, very long time. It's just that when you're not trained in a specialty, you don't see things that way. There's this old phrase, you know, when you when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail.
1: Yes, <laughs> and, that's, and that's me. And
0: that's so. It's so true. Okay, <laughs> it's so true. So uh builders have their specialties and unfortunately you know when it comes to when they're getting asked for a design advice you're gonna get you know, sometimes you get some good advice but but you're gonna get very limited scope advice because it's just not their field so have a designer involved from the get-go a designer can also step up with the next thing and that is uh, a designer can help be an advocate for you as the project rolls around uh Most of our clients, in fact, I actually don't remember uh, a client when uh, they haven't had me on board to not general the project for them, but to shepherd it along so that when they have issues with their builder or questions with their builder or they're in a tight spot and having uh, to kind of wrestle through an issue, uh, they'll give me a call and say, hey, Dean, can you sit down and talk with us all? Why? because i guard the design on behalf of the owner and also i speak construction see and that, and, as a re- and it's ahead. a very specific language
1: well and i i think the reason that i think that that is huge is because you speak a language that we don't speak, but also when it comes to the budget sometimes, when, when say, I'm trying to talk to a contractor and I say, I want X for, a, I don't know, for a countertop or something like that. And he just says, okay, great, this is how much it's gonna cost. And it's over my budget. I don't really know where to go from there. So that's why I think it would be important to have a designer like you be able to step in and say, here are the variations that we could do that fit your budget, but also that fit what the contractor could do. And I, as just the layman, would not know how to navigate that.
0: Exactly. and th- those are the areas when uh, if you really trust your designer, they will help along uh, you along because they have no vested interest in you uh, spending more or spending less. you've already paid them what they're going to receive in terms of their uh, responsibilities and so they can really stand in your corner. If it's not your designer, somebody else who speaks construction who will truly be an advocate for you in the process. How? Another thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah,
1: go ahead. I was just going to say, how do you pick a contractor? Should you get a designer first and say, help me pick the contractor? Is it, Are you guys well-versed in who you work well with and who you trust? Like, can you also serve, once I bring you on my team, can you also serve as sort of my liaison for who we should bring in as part of the project as well going forward?
0: Well, I, I'm not— Gonna say this to pat my own back, but I can. I specifically can because I come from both worlds. Most designers don't. Most designers don't come from the trade world. And so I don't know to what degree you're gonna find help uh, in actually selecting a contractor uh, along the way from your designer. But, but, uh, taking the time and the responsibility uh, yourself. To take estimates, and this is something that kind of goes over the heads of of a lot of people in terms of, well, I never thought of doing that. Even if you're planning on hiring a general contractor, as far as controlling the budget, what I encourage people to do is before you bring the general on, before you take a big uh, bid from them, uh, before they write you the turnkey contract, Why not get multiple estimates from specialist contractors? In other words, you know you're going to have some plumbing. You know you're going to have some cabinet work. You know you have some finished carpentry. Take the time. Time is huge, and you have control of it. Take the time to get multiple estimates for each phase of that work. So that when you finally sit down with general contractors who are giving you an all-in bid, you can say, well, that's interesting. You've got a line item for plumbing here that's like $15,000. I've had it priced out three times uh, by three separate plumbers, and uh, they all came in around the seven dollars or $8,000 range. So can you tell me what the, uh, what the additional money is? You'll see eyes kind of wide open, open up, and uh, you'll see some people get real with you.
1: Yeah, because they know now that you know what you're talking about. Dean, these are such good tips. I wish we had more time, but I know you'll be covering it this weekend, 6 to 8 tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 on Sunday. And I guess if people have questions before that, they could just hit you up on social media at Home with Dean.
0: Or at Tyler the Wit.
1: Yeah, or at Tyler the Wit. All right, if you don't like Dean's suggestion, as Chris Little would say, then trade up. In other words, if you've got something better, all right, bring it at JJLKFI. I want your suggestions for Tyler. Dean, you are awesome. Sending you a hug.
0: Thanks, Jen. You
1: too. Thanks. See you later. All right. We come back. We're going to talk Olympics with ABC's Jim Ryan. He is live in Tokyo and uh, lots to go over. We have had another athlete who's had to withdraw from the games because of COVID-19. We'll talk about the pool and we'll hit the track for the first time. KFI AM640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Let's take you live to Tokyo. ABC is Jim Ryan. Jim, I feel like I need to play this just uh, you know, this is um just uh, it's a it's my um way of telling people, put your fingers in your ears if you don't want to hear this. Warning,
5: morning. morning. Olympic spoiler alert. Spoiler alert.
1: Not that you are a spoiler, Jim, but, you know, some people like to watch it at night, that's for sure. So I just want to make sure that we don't ruin it for them. Good morning from Tokyo. So give us some of the highlights.
5: Han, I think probably a lot of the folks are still talking about Sunisa Lee and her winning the gold medal in the gymnastics all around. Yeah, of course, uh, Simone Biles cleared a path for her to do that when she decided she would not compete in that event. We still don't know whether Simone is going to participate in the individual events coming up over the, well, starting tomorrow and through the weekend. She says she still has a case of the twisties, and she released an Instagram video this morning explaining what that means. Her brain just isn't in sync with her body and the consequences of competing, she says, could be dire. So she's uh, still taking it day by day. BMX crash happened this morning. Connor Fields, an American, was taken off the course in a stretcher. He was expected to do very well. He won gold in Rio, was favored to win gold here. It's not going to happen. He's in the hospital right now. Women's 200-meter breaststroke. Tatiana Showmaker of South Africa has the gold. Lily King got silver for the U.S., and Annie Laser took the bronze for the U.S. So two medals coming out of that race.
1: Okay, when it, uh, going back to Simone Biles really quickly. So when she drops out of these races, is there someone to take her spot, someone to compete in her spot? And if so, is that person kind of on a just, uh, it, I would think that it would be hard to be Simone Biles understudy, if you will.
5: Well, sure, but you know, at the same time, each of these women on the team has a different specialty. So, while Simone might be great on vault or on the on the on the uh, horizontal bar, the others might be doing just as well on you know on the horse, and so. You know, uh, so not necessarily. It doesn't have to be one person stepping in to take over for Simone. They can decide which one is the strongest in that particular event and then go from there. Uh, Women's Vault comes up tomorrow. The Uneven Bars is tomorrow tomorrow. The men's vault and men's ring comes along and the floor exercise for women as well. I said women, the horse exercise, obviously that doesn't exist. Sorry. Right. No,
1: that's okay. We know what you meant. Okay. So uh, when it comes to COVID 19, there, Japan apparently plans to extend its COVID 19 state of emergency. And uh, I guess going forward, does this change anything for the athletes or this is just then the status quo will remain the status quo?
5: Well, yeah, that that affects the outside of the bubble. Here inside the Olympic bubble, there's not much change there at all. Uh, but it, it is troubling to see that happening. 3,300 new COVID cases around Tokyo. It, 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 uh, that's a 180% increase since last Friday. Unfortunate that that's happening. There are now 255 positive COVID-19 cases at the Tokyo Olympics. That's an increase of 27 now, of those cases, Jen, two of them are athletes. The rest are are, are technical people, are coaching people, media people. Uh, they they really aren't specific for privacy reasons. You know, HIPAA kind of applies here, too.
1: Yeah, and I know that uh, it was a South African golfer, Poloretto. She's the one who, I guess, yesterday was the one who followed her positive COVID-19 test, who said that she would have to withdraw. But yeah, I mean, uh, I would think that this, this runs a very... Um, you're, you're walking a fine line on this because of HIPAA. At the same time, people are going to know if you had to withdraw from the games or not because of COVID because it's exactly. so publicized.
5: Yeah, all you have to do is kind of watch Twitter and see what's being said. Right. Even when the the, the IOC was denying or, or, or refusing to say that Sam Kendricks had tested positive, well, Sam Kendricks' uh, family was later tweeting that, yeah, he tested positive and he's out of the Olympics now. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of been the case. You're right, it's... It's uh, learning it uh, through the back door, but the information's the same.
1: All right. Jim, have fun. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens this weekend. And uh, fingers crossed we just get some more gold for the U.S.
5: Yeah, 41 medals overall
1: so far. All right. We like it. Thank you, Jim. Have a great one. See you, then. Yeah, this is KFI and KOSTHD2 Los Angeles. I'm Jennifer Jones Lee. This has been your wake up call.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. and You know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at thirty thousand feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim. Your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
6: No purchase necessary. D D W Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, eighteen plus.